0: amanda hey thanks for being on the show today how are you
1: thanks for having me um i'm tired i'm trying to recuperate from wadapalooza not competing i feel way worse than i normally do after a competition so apparently um not competing takes it out of you
0: (laughs) do you think it's like the walking around or the 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 heat the dehydration uh the some partying the
1: um what do
0: you think beat you up some i mean i was i know how you feel um but mine's a mix of all of it love. So I
1: think it's just the the main thing is just stimulation. So like I mean we did not stop interacting, meeting people, walking around the venue, going back and forth, like racing around for 5 days straight and it was like and we you know didn't eat well. I mean we ate healthy, but we didn't eat. We didn't fuel Enough. ourselves well. Like yeah. we would like fast all morning and live off coffee and then get a meal once we were starving and dying and like we're still trying to work out and go to meet and greets and talk to people and watch events and just run back to the hotel really quick and just it was non-stop and like you know sleeping in a sharing a bed with someone else not sleeping great just like everything compiled and i like came home monday and i didn't feel that bad tuesday morning and then tuesday afternoon and yesterday i like felt like i got hit by a bus so that's yeah, where I'm right now. Especially
0: yeah. with travel and everything else. When you get back, it's like, Oh, um, I feel you. We, you know, coop has his watch and, you know, tracks his steps or whatever. And it was like about 20,000 steps a day. Um, yeah same. that we did. And it was like, uh, I'm not a big stander. Like we are standing <laughs> a lot. I like to move. If I'm going to,
1: yes, like, I agree. Get, I hate standing. I'd rather be walking.
0: I know. So even like during the events, I'm like, so, <laughs> you know, um, and of course, uh, I don't, I don't compete at that level, but I was like, man, I'd much rather be working out and doing this stuff than this stuff. Like, um, cause it was exhausting every night and we, you know, we had an Airbnb together, like, uh, a group of us and mm-hmm. a couple of the nights I slept on an air mattress and that was like a brick with bubbles. Oh, so geez. yeah, yeah, it was like there, I might as well have not slept, <laughs> you know, like it was just yeah. horrible. <laughs> like it's like time yeah. to wake up and i'm like i don't know that i slept at all but let's go like let's get coffee let's fast let's eat what we can yes and then drink a bunch of freaking more coffee and energy drinks and, yeah, that's um, what we did.
1: and like it's definitely like hard competing but it's easier because you're taking care of yourself and you're getting away from the stimulation and you're going back and resting and you're eating good and you're priorit- prioritizing sleep like you feel better
0: yeah you're, you're taking better care of yourself.
1: Yeah. So I, it's just crazy, but I mean, I had the best weekend and it was so fun. So I'm, I'm really glad that I didn't compete and I got to do that, but. uh, Yeah. But that
0: was an interesting um, perspective, right? Like a different version, different experience for you. Do you, um, why didn't you compete?
1: Uh, because I did rogue and like doing both was just, it,
0: it was too much. Yeah.
1: I mean, I like, Training for Rogue that soon after the games was really hard for me mentally. I was like, oh, I don't want to be doing this. Like, it's too soon. And we're training for October. Like, normally I'm chilling during that time. So I kind of like, you know, it, Rogue is impossible to turn down. Like, it's an incredible competition. Yeah. And obviously, it's very hard to turn down Wadapalooza too. But Rogue happened first. I chose to do Rogue. And I was like, okay, get through Rogue and then you can have some downtime. You don't have to compete until you actually have to compete. And, like, I just gave myself the break. So, obviously, coming into the weekend, I, I wanted to compete. And that was part of me was, like, oh, maybe I should be doing this. But, you know, you have to make those decisions in competition. And, like, I just don't think it would have benefited me in the long run to do it.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, if I was in your shoes, I think you made the best decision just from the outside looking in. Like, Rogue is more exclusive um, comp- competitor-wise. So, it's kind of cool in that way. Um, The competing experience at Rogue, I would imagine, is far greater than the Wadapalooza competing experience. Um, Not trying to throw shade. Um, And the spectator experience is way more fun at Wadapalooza than Rogue. So, like, if I was to choose which one to compete and spectate, I would compete at Rogue, spectate at Wadapalooza because Miami and – you know.
1: Absolutely. If I was spectating that rogue, I wouldn't have had nearly as much fun as I did. I yeah,
0: wouldn't. no, I mean I was there and it was fun, but it's not it's not a lot of Palooza and it's not my <laughs> yeah. own. Um, so I think sure. you made the right choice. And now you you know you took a break right before the open and and so I I uh solid choice, great yeah. strategy. So hey, um we we started a little bit unorthodox, but uh, I want to give you like an idea of what the show is like. Um I'm sure you've been on plenty of other crossfitty podcasts. Um, Mm -hmm. but with athlete stories, it's, I think it's pretty unique because what I like to do is extrapolate the life stories of athletes such as yourself, maybe stuff you haven't talked about on previous shows, like your upbringing and, um, your athletic career and your interests outside of CrossFit and all the, all the stuff I think that makes you unique. Mm -hmm. Um, and of course we'll, we'll talk about CrossFit as well, because that's kind of at the heart of what we're what we're all passionate about. But um, with that being said, it's, you know, just kind of a series of questions. And then we rattle off some, I think, our fun, uh, what do we call them, Alex? Um, kind of like, fire, yeah, rapid fire. Lightning round kind of stuff. There's some some deep questions that I'll ask that I think are pretty interesting as well. Um, but before we get into that, we, we do have a couple sponsors. So if it's cool with you, it takes about a minute and I'll give mm-hmm. them a shout out. Are you cool with that, Amanda?
1: Absolutely. Go for it.
0: Sweet. So, our first sponsor is Wadproof App, um, which is a dope timing app for anybody that records their workouts. But recently, they announced um, this new tool, which I think is incredible. It's called Wadproof Bionic, and it tracks and analyzes your movement in real time with the goal of providing unique mobility plans for each user. So, it's a new mobility app in the marketplace of CrossFit, um, and it's really, really special. So, I recommend giving that a try. And if you already have a Wadproof account, you get to use that right away. Our other sponsor is X Endurance which I think Amanda's probably familiar with. X Endurance (laughs) is one of the highest quality products in the marketplace for CrossFit, but all other sports as well. They're approved by Informed Sport for professional athletes. So whether you're in the NFL, CrossFit, NBA, things like that, then you know you can be comfortable taking their products. So thank you, X Endurance, for supporting the show. Um, Let's dive back into it. Uh, Amanda, what's your favorite X Endurance product?
1: Oh, I knew you were going to ask me that. I can't answer that question. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just love, I love taking all the supplements. Like I love having the immunity, the omegas, the joint, the extreme endurance, the probiotic. Like I I take all those every single day and I, and I hate missing them, but I also like never miss creatine and hydro as well. So like, I think those are like my staples. I like obviously when I'm training a ton need the carbs too and love that as well, but the morning routine with taking supplements and my creatine and hydro is like, I can't go without that.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think the, I think the most unique one, just cause I've been in the supplement industry for a long, long, long time, um, coming from like a bro background and like, the, uh, you know, uh, bodybuilding gym and type of stuff, the extreme endurance product, which I think used to have a different name essential it's, it's essential, essential
1: now isn't
0: it essential now it was extreme endurance
1: yeah
0: um i think that's the most unique product like when jason told me about that knowing that i have like a uh, aerobic deficiency you know like it's like dude you should try this product i promise it's gonna increase your aerobic capacity and he explained of course all the stuff that's in it and i was like dude say no more like anything that you tell me is gonna make me have better capacity uh i will try and so it, i i think it works. Like I'm pretty confident that it's helped me a lot. It's just so, placebo. It's probably just placebo. I'm just kidding. Either way, <laughs> either way, highly recommend it. It's a affordable placebo that makes you better. Um, hey, there's no,
1: research. But, uh, hey, there's research to back it up. So yeah. They're no, no are Check it out.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, yeah, we don't, we don't have to nerd out on supplements the whole show, but um, Amanda, if you could uh, describe yourself in three words, what would they be?
1: Cool. This is hard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just gonna do the first thing that come to mind: honest, loving, and athletic.
0: Love it. What uh? What do you think your friends would say?
1: Brutally hopefully. honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably brutally honest. Um, I don't know. Loving and
0: yeah. Hope hopefully the same, right?
1: Yeah, hopefully the um, same. I would assume that they would say something athletic because my whole life revolves around it and kind of always has. So.
0: Yeah, and everybody needs that brutally honest friend, anyways. Um, probably <laughs> more than they realize. Oh yeah. Uh, if you were to sum up your life story in two to three minutes, what what would that story be like?
1: Oh my gosh. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> So I would say I grew up in a pretty normal household in Ohio, Um, started doing sports from a very young age, started with ballet, gymnastics, and swimming, Um, loved gymnastics, did that for many years competitively, and then um, loved school, loved studying, Um, moved on to high school where I wanted to achieve getting 12 letters. I don't know where I learned about that, but thought it would be cool. So I did volleyball, swimming, and track in high school, got 12 letters. Um, wanted to do a sport in college, really wanted to play volleyball actually, but um, decided to go the swimming route. My s- older sister was swimming in college, so I followed her, swam for four years at Cleveland State, decided I wanted to be a physical therapist, um, pursued that, and you know had to study really hard in the process. After four years, I applied to physical therapy school, got into that, also found CrossFit at the same time. So studied my brains out and did CrossFit occasionally Um, met my husband during, well, my husband now, (laughs) um, during that time. So got married, started CrossFit and became a doctor. And then, um, as soon as I graduated, I had the opportunity to try to pursue CrossFit more instead of taking a full-time job. So I did that and here I am, fast forward a couple of years, professional CrossFit athlete, no longer practicing as a physical therapist and living the dream.
0: That was a great job. Summing it all up in two to three minutes. Thanks. I, what, what's 12 letters, do, Alex, do you know what that is? I, I don't, I don't know. Actually,
1: I'm assu-
2: <laughs> is that like when you, 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 you get a letter for being on a varsity team? Yeah.
1: Like I varsity oh, for, okay. so like if you, the most you can get in high school is so oh, like, so, oh,
2: so that's 12. So
1: it's so maximum. Yeah,
2: yeah. That's the maximum amount. Okay. I gotcha. Yeah. I only so play Wanted
1: to like yeah. make varsity my mm-hmm. freshman year in three sports.
0: Man, I feel I really bad about my high school career now. I just <laughs> you get a letter play. each year, and you had three sports. Yes. That, oh yes. wow! Four years. So, yeah, three. It's
1: sports, very yeah. uncommon, especially nowadays. But it was even uncommon then that like people did three sports. Everyone was specializing. You know, like they played baseball. Yeah. They played baseball year round, and they only played baseball in high school. And I refused to do that. I was like, "No, I'm going to play three sports in high school, and I'm going to be good at all three of them." Um, i'm not going to specialize and it was hard because i like i'm competing against people who were doing club volleyball year round and they were they only played volleyball and I'm yeah. and then in swimming i'm competing against people who had been swimming year round and like all fall i was playing volleyball i wasn't swimming so i would like join swim season kind of behind and out of shape and same thing for track um so i did that um mostly for myself but like it was really good because it kept me busy and it kept me I think it makes you more athletic to do more sports like that, as opposed to like if I would have just played volleyball my whole life. Like I think I'd be a different athlete today.
0: Hundred percent, and I think obviously that speaks to kind of the CrossFit methodology of uh, being generalizing mm-hmm. as opposed to specializing. But even in my like limited athletic career, like I like I came from bodybuilding and then powerlifting, which as a bodybuilder I really constructed my programming around more. Traditional powerlifting, mm-hmm. and then now I do CrossFit, and so I've seen, you know, when you start well, for me when I started CrossFit, there was like a dip in a lot of my like uh, uh, strength, so like um, pure strength or you know whatever bench squat deadlift press things like that. But over time, they actually went up. Even though I'm running, I'm jumping, I'm swimming, I'm throwing. Now I'm squatting and lifting more than I was as a powerlifter. So I think. That, clearly there's something to be said about uh, properly generalizing because of course if you're just overdoing it then probably not going to see much much gains or if you're not supplementing or unhealthy and sleeping and all the other things that we know are important um, right. but man you were kind of like born and bred to be a professional crossfit athlete then you're yeah. general- I mean I didn't
2: know,
1: I didn't know it at the time but I I definitely was yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: now um for me when I was younger I wanted to be a strength and conditioning cover professional sports team. And so early on, when I was like 17, 18 years old, found fitness, became super passionate about learning and growing. I wanted to either be like, obviously go on to be CSCS, but maybe do PT or Cairo just to further educate in the in the world of human movement. And so when CrossFit came out, for me, I learned about it in 2008. I was like, there's no way that's good. Um you know, especially when you watch some of the early games and things like that, it was like, I'm staying as far away from that as possible and I'm going to do like everything perfect, mm-hmm. uh, meaning like neutral spine in every movement and like l- you know, uh, stabilizing your scapula on every deadlift and your chest is upright in every squat, right? Which is a luxury and you don't see that in competition necessarily mm-hmm. to be perfect. And so, I say that to say, you were in PT school when you found CrossFit, was there any like opposition there or were you like oh this is did you buy in right away
1: um i bought in right away i got a lot of backlash but (laughs) um i don't know why i just like i loved it and i believed in it and like i'm a firm believer of like there's a right and a wrong way to do anything so like if you are being aware of that and being intentional about your movement and being aware of your body, then there's absolutely nothing wrong with CrossFit. Like you could find any sport and pick it apart and say that it's bad. So I was, um, I was never, I never even doubted it a little bit. Like I was annoyed with the haters for sure. And there's reason, like there's a lot of reason to hate on CrossFit. Don't get me wrong. And there's a lot of stuff that drives me crazy, but I think in the right place, the right people with the right intentions, like CrossFit is incredible for anyone.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. It just took me a little while. I think, um, on my end, my closed mindedness was like, you know, now when you look at, or for me, when I look at CrossFit, it's like human movement, isn't perfect, you know? Mm-hmm. And so for me, I trained as a bodybuilder and a power early on. So like you have the luxury of being perfect and all like as a bodybuilder it's really just about hypertrophy. Um, as a power lifter, you have three, I think very simple movements. Olympic lifting is where it gets much more complicated um, so you do have the luxury of lifting pretty perfect like all the time. Mm-hmm. But in the real world you don't really have that luxury, right? Um there was a time where I was driving by and witnessed a car accident and had to help somebody get out of a car and I had to like pull the door off. like things like that aren't right. You know, it's not a, it was like yes. I was twisting and I was moving. You know and, and when I look back I'm like, "Oh, that's CrossFit. Like you mm-hmm. I did not have a neutral spine." You know what I mean like my left leg was not parallel to my right leg. It was like all this weird stuff to help. And I was like, Oh, okay. There's value in having like a strategic m- misalignment or, or I don't want to say bad form, but so I, obviously I'm a big fan of CrossFit now, but, um, do you but think that's that, interesting.
2: I'm wondering if, if Amanda, <laughs> if you think that that's given you an edge, having a PT background, because I mean, I can tell you like our gym has a PT that floats around and everybody flocks, blocks to him for advice, injury, screens, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Like, does it put you ahead of the curve in terms of being able to identify weaknesses, movement patterns, et cetera, that, that maybe somebody else, you know, obviously at, at this stage, all, most of the CrossFitters have those resources, but you, you have it within you. So does that give mm-hmm. you even a little edge over everybody else in, in that sense, when it comes to staying healthy?
1: uh in the sense of staying healthy yes it helps me in the sense of being a great competitor yeah. it hurts me yeah. so, uh, so i think the, that um
2: most of the
1: because of like oh, good. um in the sense of being healthy like when i'm running or something i can literally think like okay my foot's hurting right now what am i doing wrong like i need to shorten my stride length increase my cadence squeeze my glutes make sure i'm you know, going heel toe pattern, I'm, I am think about all of that all the time. And I can Im- immediately eliminate something that could have turned into an injury for someone else. But because I'm so aware of what's going on, and what is probably causing it, I can decrease that kind of stuff pretty quickly, let alone like, I can work on myself, I can do exercises, I know kind of what needs to be address before it becomes a huge problem like I, I still get injured i still have stuff bother me but i think i stay ahead of it probably a lot better than most athletes do because of what i know um from the other perspective um it holds me back sometimes because i'm like this in my head i'm like this is stupid this is hurting me why am i doing this like um and sometimes i need to turn no, that off because about that because yeah. i'm in the sport so yes.
2: <laughs> well and crossfitters are stubborn right like we we like to push through the pain um mm-hmm. and i'm sure that you're obviously more sensitive and you you'll you may shut it down sooner than most people might which like you said um i'm going to say makes hurts you as a competitor but um i, I understand your point there mm-hmm. so, yeah
0: i would yeah um <clears throat> amanda what's your favorite music to work sure. out to
1: oh i mean i i like country music all the time no matter what
0: 24, seven. Yeah. Do you get to blast that? I mean, you, you train in, um, Boston, right? At comp train
1: mm-hmm.
0: country's probably not the norm there.
1: No. Um, Chandler pretty much controls the music Tuesdays are Turnpike Tuesdays. So I get country music on Tuesdays. I occasionally I'll get it other days if I ask for it, but I'm very easy going with music. I don't mind. Listening to other things, unless it's like you know, headbanging like super stressful, loud music. I don't care for that. But otherwise, whatever someone else is playing, I'm I'm cool with. But if I'm by myself or if I have control of the music, it's 99 percent of the time going to be country.
0: And if you're playing like a like Spotify or Pandora station, what country artists do you put in in order to? Mm,
1: so on Spotify, like I like the. I do like today's hits country sometimes other times I do new boots, which is like they throw in new songs every once in a while, which I love that. I think that's probably my favorite playlist. And then, um, I guess occasionally I search artists, but that's not something I do very often. If I were to, I really like, like Thomas Rhett and King Brown, um, Cole Swindell, all all the dudes, all the dudes of country.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm still stuck in Pandora World. So, like, you have to type in uh, an artist. I know I'm like the lamest person oh. I know that still uses Pandora. Um, I didn't my know that. Alex like,
1: still uses it too. You're not alone. I'm like five
0: <laughs> years behind, I guess, because anytime people are in my car, they're like, Are you on Pandora? <laughs> oh, yeah. I just what? started.
1: I've only been using Spotify for probably maybe a year or two now. I'm still like very behind. Like, I don't have like a ton of my own playlists. Yeah most people do and like no i just use the standard playlist and like occasionally will make my own but Man,
0: yeah, you're
2: I'm like you're pandora's really, like core business yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if, if they lose you like yeah, you're gonna owe, owe the, the shareholders some some
0: explanation that's wild yeah, I need, I need to, get them to support the show <laughs> yeah. um amanda where uh where are you from originally where are you born uh ohio okay and then um, how long were you in Ohio?
1: So I I mean, my whole life until the last year, I went to um, Cleveland State for my undergrad, and which is Northeast Ohio. And then I moved to Southwest Ohio, the University of Dayton for grad school. Um, and that was kind of where CrossFit took off for me. That's where I met my husband. I had a really good coach there for several years. And then last year, I um, moved to Massachusetts, Boston for comp train
0: what was that move like for you? I mean, you must be a kind of a homebody if you decided to stay in Ohio for, for that long.
1: Oh yeah. I'm a big homebody. I mean, it was, it was challenging, obviously moving. I mean, I didn't really want to come to Boston per se. Like I'm not here because I want to live in Boston. I'm sure. here because of CrossFit. So knowing that there's a purpose behind it and it's serving the purpose and, you know, I'm surrounded by like-minded people in the gym and it's, you know, it's enjoyable. It, the move isn't a big deal when, when you look at it that way. And I know it's not permanent. Like it probably won't live in Boston forever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the luxury they have, uh, especially at our age, we can really, I mean, in, in America, we can really live anywhere,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. uh, especially with how work is these days. Now as a PT, obviously, um, do you think, uh, when you retire, you'll just kind of automatically go back to PT?
1: Um, A nine to five PT PT job? No, (laughs) absolutely not. Am I going to use my degree in some fashion? Absolutely. I didn't go to school for seven years to just never use it again. I actually like my license renewal is up this month. I was just submitting it this morning. Like I'm keeping my license active, even though I'm not using it because it means a lot to me.
0: How often do you have to renew it? Every two years. Okay. Yeah. I mean, especially... I mean, it's the 21st century. I have a couple of buddies that are PTs and even Kairos. And there's um, there's like this evolution of being a PT where you, you can create content and you can monetize online and you can really help some people with quality content through Instagram and YouTube. And I mean, you can still see patients if you want to, but you don't have to be in the office from nine to five to like have a, to, to pay your bills. Right. Um, especially, obviously you have a following now, so that'll probably be a pretty easy segue Uh, when that, when that time comes, what is, um, what do you think motivated you to be a PT? Was there like an an instance or like an experience in your life where you're like, I want to be like that person or something like that?
1: Um, no, I don't have some like crazy injury story. Like most people do. I just, my sister was injured a couple of times. So I went to PT with her. I remember like really liking that, like the rehab setting. I thought it was so cool um, obviously my love for sports drove me that direction. Um, and then I'm like such a nerd. I started doing research. I'm like, you know, like what's going to be a good career someday. And like, I literally was looking at athletic training and physical therapy and the differences. And like, I, you know, from what I learned is that with athletic training, it's just a little bit more single focus. Like you're kind of stuck where you, you know, in one spot with PT, it's like, you could work literally anywhere and do anything in any type of setting. It gives you a little bit more freedom. Um, so that was kind of why I chose the PT route. Like I'm the typical athlete who's like, Oh, I want to be an athletic trainer. But then once I did more research was kind of like, ah, it doesn't seem like the opportunities quite as good if you're looking for the ability to change directions at any point. Um, so yeah, that was kind of what set me in that direction. I set my mind on it as like a freshman in high school and it never changed.
0: That's awesome. And that, so you must be a pretty goal oriented person. Like when you set your mind to something, you're, Mm -hmm. you're on it.
1: Yeah. I'm not like, I guess, yeah, it's like when I decide I want to do something, I'm going to work really hard to do it, but there's not like a million different things I'm working on at once. I'm very, um dedicated to the one thing and very all in, um, you know, so, you know, getting to PT school was that, and then getting through PT school was that, and now it's CrossFit. So it will be fun someday when it changes to something else and, you know, whether that's family life and business or whatever, you know, the combination of both. Um, yeah, but that is definitely my personality.
0: Yeah. I can, I can empathize. What is your earliest memory as a, as a child?
1: Oh my god, I have the worst memory in the world when it comes to memories. I <laughs> like was I...
0: yesterday and uh... <laughs>
1: my <laughs> friends hate me with this. They'll like tell a story and I'm like, I don't remember that. And they're like, How do you not remember that? I'm like, I just don't. Like I, <laughs> I don't remember like instances and circumstances. Well, it's really strange because I like I had to memorize a lot of stuff to get through PT school, and I like can remember different ranges of motions that are required to like do stupid things and numbers. I'm really good at memorizing numbers, you know, like everyone's birthdays, but memories, mm, <laughs> not great. Yeah. Um. So, and like, that's so broad too. Like what? <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> I mean, sometimes it throws people for a loop. Sometimes people are just like ready. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, I, I could probably come up with something, but I've got nothing right now.
0: We'll circle back. It'll hit you about 20 minutes from now. You'll probably be like, you know what? Um, Cause I'm going to keep asking you, keep asking you questions. So you mentioned uh, your sister had a couple injuries. Um, so you've got siblings. What's how many siblings do you have?
1: I have three. I have two older brothers and a sister. Oh, she's older too, but we're closer in age. So it's not that different.
0: Are they athletes as well?
1: um they were not anymore so my both my brothers did like football and basketball growing up and they both went in the military and then my sister did pretty much everything with me growing up once we got to high school we both quit gymnastics and she kept doing ballet which i had quit that several years prior so she was doing like her sports in high school were like she did volleyball a little bit she did cheerleading a little bit she was kind of like I wanted to try everything, but didn't really keep doing it. She yeah. really loved um, dance and swimming. So that's what she did all through high school. And then in college, she ended up swimming with me. So we swam together at Cleveland State and we were roommates for four years, which was awesome. She's my, she's my best friend. So we're very close.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Um, not everybody gets to say that. Uh, that's really cool. What do you think was your favorite sport? Like if you had to choose just one back then, what would it be?
1: Oh, volleyball hands down. I'm like, I still miss volleyball so much. Um, So I started, I can't remember how I got like, I think I just literally wanted to find a sport to do in seventh grade because you know, you're like seventh grade, like the first year you can do sports within the school and not just like club stuff. Yeah. So I want to try out for volleyball. Um, I had a coach like help me kind of like teach me how to play. I'd never played in my life. Um, I made the seventh grade volleyball team and then I wanted to play more volleyball, so I did club volleyball is the only sport that I like really took the extra time to do out of season stuff, which was challenging. Cause I still was like swimming and running track, but I played club volleyball at the same time, um, for six years. So I did it like seventh, eighth grade and all through high school. And I went to like recruiting camps and like really wanted to play in college. Um, I just had like so many different coaches throughout my volleyball career and volleyball is so political and it's like you play because the coach decides you're going to play and that was hard for me so like I would get benched sometimes for no reason and then I would get to I would get thrown in at the last minute like I was really good under pressure so I had coaches that would throw me in when there was pressure but one know would play the political game and wouldn't let me play the whole game and then but when it counted and other girls were cracking under pressure they put me in and then i went on a few um, recruiting trips for colleges and i'd go watch the game and i'd see six girls on the court and 14 on the bench and i'm like i'm not doing that for four years like i am not taking that risk like if i sit the bench for three years and get to pay play one year i'd rather swim because I knew in swimming, no matter what, I was going to get to swim. It's based on your time. It's not based on their opinion. It's who's the fastest is on the relay and who's the best swimmer. You know, you you prove yourself easier.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, and I kind of, you know, like I would never regret it. But like there was many years where I was like, man, I wish I was playing volleyball. But just because I truly, truly loved the sport. But I wasn't willing to take that risk at the time. So
0: it's interesting. I've never obviously thought of volleyball as a political sport, but um it's just
1: i mean compared to swimming it is yeah no
0: 100 i i get the team the team dynamic is different because swimming is so objective and measurable
1: yeah call uh, it political or call it subjective whatever you want to call it it is definitely based on someone's opinion versus it's easy to say like who's actually better like you can look at kill stats and stuff like
0: that but it's not it's just data Goodness. It's not as
1: black and white as I touched the wall before that person and won the race. <laughs> yeah.
0: What do you think, what sport that you've played or participated in, do you think has contributed the most to your CrossFit career?
1: Oh, uh, God, all of them. Honestly, <laughs> uh, I, I know, like, the. I don't know if I got, if I took out one, Probably gymnastics as a child, honestly, because it taught me body awareness. I it taught me strength, Um, taught me to walk on my hands. Um, I I think think without that, I'd be a different athlete today.
0: For sure, and gymnast. I like, I don't, boy or girl, like my kids are gonna do gymnastics because the body awareness is so valuable. You know. Yeah. Um, like for me, again. Uh, bodybuilding and powerlifting like the gymnastics part of crossfit is the hardest part like throwing your body you know what i mean like over and over again and just having that control and then just the foundational element like that your healthy joints and ligaments and um flexibility and mobility so i uh i would probably agree that especially when you look at uh, all the other competitors some of the ones that um do the best long term usually come from gymnastic backgrounds not in every case of course Right. Um, totally. Agree. What is did you have a, a nickname growing up? Any did people call you anything other than Amanda?
1: Um, my mom calls me cupcake. <laughs> okay. <laughs> really lame. No. Um, I have a few friends that call me Mandy, but not many.
0: What did, did you at some point like like how did how do some people call you Mandy and some don't? Because I feel like that's a totally different name kind of than Amanda. It's like a different version of you
1: um i don't know i just have a few friends and they just started calling me that and like it's probably like only two or three of them but yeah i don't know they don't always call me that but
0: that's funny you um did you have you ever been in trouble before you don't seem like you have but like in middle school high school what's the most trouble you've ever been in
1: um i had to put my name on the board in second grade when we had a substitute teacher because i was talking
0: is that your earliest memory?
1: Maybe yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely remember that and being traumatized by it. So
0: was that like the last time you've gotten in trouble? Yes. Wow. <laughs> just, just straight and narrow.
1: <laughs> I am a type one rule follower to mm-hmm. my core.
0: Um, that would that would have helped me out a lot. Um, I'm I'm whatever the opposite of that is, type two or type <laughs> five. I don't know. Um, I've changed though. But you're a believer, right? You're a Christian.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How long have you been a Christian? Mm-hmm. Or is that like, were you kind of natural or born that yeah, way? Yeah, I was
1: raised in a Christian house. So
0: it's like, this story's not like super
1: special or anything. Like I've kind of, you know, as soon as I remember, like having a faith and believing and like, I mean, like anyone kind of gone through ups and downs with it and times were have drifted, but um, always come back to my faith and realizing that, you know, it is truly what I believe. And I feel very strongly about that now.
0: Was there a time like, uh, maybe at, in maturity, like high school, college? Cause I think that's where as a young believer, which I, I wasn't a believer in at that age, but for my friends that maybe grew up that it's like, normally there comes a time in like 10th grade when it's like partying or like mm-hmm. first year of college, when you're like, wait a second, I kind of have to choose to be, hmm Different, you know, is there is there anything like that for you where you were like, all right, I'm committing um, as an adult to being.
1: I remember like when I got baptized, I was like eighth grade or something like that. I went to a church camp and just like, you know, being around other people that are the same, and you like realize that it is okay to be different and that um, it's good and that like it's not a bad thing to be different and to feel different. Um, I obviously like still had times in college where I drifted and wasn't the best, but, um, I always came back to my faith and realized that like, that is where
0: I want to be. And that's
1: the person that I want to be.
0: Yeah. That's good. What was your first job or did you work at all through college and high school? Anything like that?
1: Um, yeah, I was a lifeguard in high school, so I worked at a, yeah, (laughs) all swimmers are lifeguards. I worked at a pool for a few years over the summers, which is awesome. You get paid to tan and be at the country club and then i worked at a like a metro park lake for several years um, lifeguarding there as well
0: as a lifeguard um so like uh home base for me is jacksonville beach Mm -hmm. and i'm born and raised in florida so been around lifeguards a lot just hanging at the pool and stuff uh not not a great swimmer myself but that's irrelevant um oftentimes i look at lifeguards and i'm like they seem so bored um Maybe I should talk to them like, because I'm a social creature. So I'm yeah. like, but then I'm like, well, no, I don't want this chick to think I'm hitting on her. I'm just trying to be nice because yeah. she looks so bored. Mm. So for you, like, uh, You're like totally, you were
1: totally hitting on them.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, like, I, well, I didn't always follow my, uh, my intuition. I, normally when I was like, well, she's going to think I'm hitting on her and I just leave it. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, yeah. unless I wanted to hit on her, which is totally different, but like, okay. Anyways, from your perspective as the board uh, lifeguard, do you want people to talk to you or no?
1: Um, I, I probably feel differently now, but no. <laughs> like, I, feel I mean, like is... most of the time you're just like scanning the water and enjoying sitting in the sun, and you don't want people just to come over and talk to you.
0: Yeah, well, more or less advice for some younger people that are watching this because most lifeguards are are younger people. But I just remember being like, I wonder. And I never really, you know, now I'm more candid. I would just be like, hey, do you want someone to talk to you? <laughs> like, <Yeah.
1: laughs> oh, <they're> like, no. <laughs>
0: Working well.
1: I'm good. Go away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I brought you a book. <laughs>
1: like, Yeah, you're you know, not able to read. You're trying to watch people's lives.
0: <laughs> I mean, some of these lifeguards, they're like, look half asleep. At least, you know, I'm not in Florida at it's Jacksonville cool. Beach. It's which is cool like,
1: It wasn't stressful. Like, you know, cause you can see pretty well, but at the lake, it was kind of stressful when the lake was crowded. Like you were on kind of high alert.
0: Yeah. Watching. And yeah. Dark open water. I mean, we learned from yeah. Alex, how scary that can be. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> do you have uh, like a, are you a routine person? Do you have a morning routine, nighttime routine?
1: Oh yeah. I'm very routine. Um, yeah.
0: What Both. does that look like?
1: <laughs> um, so in the morning I get up, um, take the dogs out. And then come downstairs, drink water, have coffee. Um, and then I journal and read, like devotional, write in my journal. Um, and then I kind of like look at my schedule for the day. And then I make breakfast. And then I go to the gym.
0: You, um, when we scheduled this, you mentioned Thursdays are like your free day or mm-hmm. something, right? Like you're more free time. I'm guessing that's because you're off from the gym. Yeah. Okay.
1: So it's like the day that I schedule things and get stuff done. Like when you're doing a two a day, I mean, every other day I'm at the gym twice a day. It's just hard to plan anything. Cause so it's like, you come home for lunch and you only have so much time. And it's like, I don't want to be on a call for an hour when I'm trying to eat lunch and take out my dogs and like, get ready to go back to the gym. It just like, it's inconvenient. So I, I use Thursdays as the day to schedule things, you know, dentist appointments, body work podcast emails and rest like that is what Thursdays are for i mean and it's like it makes more sense because sunday's my other rest day but sunday's like you don't do that kind of stuff on sunday so um thursdays and i try to be pretty diligent because i've learned my lesson in the past i used to schedule too many things and i'd get to thursday exhausted from training and i'd have like five things scheduled i'd be so mad at myself so with the exception of body work (laughs) i only let myself schedule one other thing a day on Thursdays because otherwise I regret it. Um, but body work doesn't count because that's just like relaxing and part of my every yeah. single Thursday. So I would never be like, Oh, I can't do anything on Thursday. Cause I'm doing body work, but I try not to, you know, fill my day. And then I get to the end of the day Thursday and say, I, I feel like I need another rest day from my rest day.
0: Yeah. That's good advice. How do you, have you always been like that or how did you get good at maybe saying no to stuff?
1: Uh, No, I was not good at that. So like I was when I was still working as a PT part time, I would see patients in the evening after training days. But then Thursdays, I would fill my day with patients because it was the only day a week that I could. So I'd see like six or eight patients a day. And then I would try to get body work done. And then I would try to get a recovery run in and then I would have a dentist appointment and I'd be try to catch up on all my emails and I would just my whoop strain on my rest day was just as high as my other days and I was realizing that I was digging myself into the ground. So the last couple of years I've gotten a lot better about that and realized that saying no when my body's telling me no is the right thing to do.
0: Yeah. When you're not like when you're not training um what or you know on a podcast or doing body work, what do you what are you normally doing? Like what do you do in your free time?
1: On a Thursday. Um
0: or in general like what's your Uh, Oh yeah,
1: I do like reading, uh, hang out with my husband, watch TV, go on walks, depends on the weather. (laughs) If, If it's nice in Boston, like it's so, there's so many walking places around here and like beautiful scenery with all the lakes and stuff around. Um, you know, sometimes I like to go find a fun coffee shop. Like I love trying new coffee shops. Um, I don't eat out very often, but the one thing I do is, you know, I'll look for coffee shops. That's like something that I do enjoy. Um, if it is a season where I'm eating out, I like love to find the best taco places cause tacos are like my favorite food ever. So we're always on the hunt for looking for good food. That's like really good quality. Um, so that is eating and coffee is definitely part of my hobbies, but yeah, just getting outside with the dogs and like, you know, just doing things that are, Distraction free, like trying to get away from screens, whether that's reading, walking, you know, just be sitting outside, like enjoying the,
0: yeah. the fresh air. What kind of dogs do you have?
1: Um, so we have a Pitbull mix who's 14. His name is Huey. And we have a golden doodle named Teddy. Well, his name's Theodore, but we call him Ted. And he <laughs> he's gonna be two in March. Brand new. Mm-hmm.
0: Um And your, um, your husband, what does he do for a living?
1: He um, used to work for a branch of general motors, which is Duramax diesel. So they made like the big engines that go on the big trucks. Um, but he quit his job to move to Boston with me. So he's going to school full time. Um, he's trying to get his engineering degree. He's been doing that for years on a one class at a time basis while he was in school. Um, but yeah, he's getting closer to being done and then hopefully get a job that, actually excites him and and he he loved his last job and he worked for incredible people but you know he really has always wanted to get his degree done he was in the navy for five years so like got a lot of experience in manufacturing and has a lot of hands-on experience and is super super smart but doesn't have the degree behind it so when he finishes that it will be amazing
0: yeah that's awesome tell him i know how he feels i've been doing like one or two classes a semester for the past 7 years or something like that. You know,
1: people are always like, "Aren't you done yet?" And he's like, "No."
0: <laughs> when you do one or two, it it literally takes anywhere from 4 to 8 times as long. Like it's yeah. it's so long.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, but it's way more manageable and I would say more relevant. Like I'm in a theory on personality class and um strategic marketing class right now, and it's like, mm-hmm. "Cool, I can like yeah. I'm not 19. I can like apply this." Right. To the real world. Um And be genuinely interested in it because I'm like, oh, wow. Like I'm paying attention to personalities. And of course I'm paying attention to marketing because it's a part of what I do. So now it's like classes are easier to do instead of just like cramming. Um, Heck yeah.
1: You're putting more time and effort into it. And like you want to do well at that point. So like you're, you're, you're much more dedicated.
0: And it's, yeah, it's, but at the same time, there's a, there's an element that's hard too. Cause when you're our age, it's like man, it, you know,
1: does um, it really matter? Can I just get a seat? Yeah. Up? Yeah.
0: Like, man, you know what I mean? Like I, have, I already have a job, you know? Right. Um, so tell him I feel him. I feel okay, the pain. I will.
1: He'll, he'll appreciate that.
0: Hey, how was, um, kind of going back to some CrossFit stuff. How was your experience at Rogue?
1: Oh, it was awesome. Um, I was gonna say it's my first time, but no, I did Rogue in 2020 when we did it online.
2: Yeah, I didn't,
1: I didn't go the year before that, Um, they had the first one in Columbus. I mean, as much as it was cool to be in Texas, like I would have loved for it to be in Ohio because I'm from Ohio and all my friends and family would have liked for it to be in Ohio. Yeah. But I mean, the athlete experience was awesome. They like brought us in, we got cowboy boots and hats and just like make, they just make you feel so important and you're excited to be there. Like as soon as you get there, um, the workouts were fun. The the being in the baseball stadium was like such a cool environment. Uh, like coming out of the dugout to go on the field. I was like, "Ah, oh, this is sweet. So yeah. um, you felt close to the fans and just, I don't know. It was a really good weekend. I really did have fun. I didn't feel prepared like physically to be there, but I knew that going into it. So it was okay. It was, I really did have fun.
0: What was your favorite workout?
1: Oh, gosh, I don't remember now. I don't remember any of the workouts Here we weekends.
0: go again with the memory.
1: I know. Um, <laughs> I did not like the rope climb one. I'll tell you that. Uh, yeah, I don't
0: think anybody liked the rope climb one.
1: I didn't like the ruby deadlift. I did not like. I can't remember which ones I don't. Oh, I guess I liked the the thruster bike because I won that one. Forgot about that.
0: <laughs> not kind of a big deal. What about the uh that? What do you think about the hill? Like you guys did the sandbag. Was that the I same as the, the rope?
1: hill? We did the hill twice. We did, but the second time I liked it because we did it with the GHD ski erg yeah that was that workout was fun it was just like a a gut check but it was a fun workout
0: yeah and from a first audience perspective it doesn't look it looks hard but it it doesn't look as hard as it is
1: it was steep yeah it was hard to run down it with any sort of control if you wanted to run fast you just felt like oh
0: (laughs) yeah and that's a risk you know and especially being a pt like like when, when I, I run a downhill, ankle,
1: a PT with a bad ankle. So I was just like, don't think, just run. Don't think, just run. <laughs>
0: I, would just I might just slide down it or I something. Mean, I, I would
1: much prefer that than a, a real grassy hill where there's actually unknowables in the grass. Like seeing that, like the chances of me rolling my ankle on that was, I mean, it's man-made. It was flat as board. So yeah. it was not as safe as it gets.
0: Yeah, true. There's no like roots and like divots mm-hmm. in the ground. and I
1: mean, Running in grass makes me so That's nervous because you just, you hit a divot and your ankle just
0: yeah and you just regret it you're like why did i do that i could have avoided I've
1: been there that. too many times yeah
0: what <laughs> um yeah i used to skateboard so my ankles are just destroyed at this point so i know i know how that feels <laughs> um who's your who's your favorite like all-time crossfit
1: athlete Hmm. um back when i was a you know a fan before i got into crossfit i guess i i loved annie and jolie those were my two favorites
0: and then now who's your favorite person to like compete with or against?
1: Oh gosh. I'd have to say Brooke just because she's one of my best friends and I met her the first weekend at regionals and we've been friends ever since and we're still competing against each other. So.
0: That's cool. Does that ever get hard? Um, you know, obviously because you both have the same goal and only, you know, there can only be one. <laughs> like
1: it's hard, um, but we're, we're very open about it. Like we, are like yeah I want to beat you like yeah. it's okay but I still love you and I want you to do your best I just want to beat you when you do your best so it's not um the, the friendship is genuine we love each other very much and I I think it's it's uh, easier for girls to do that like all the guys are always like you guys are really friends like yeah we're friends
0: <laughs> I I would that's funny because I would think I would think that it's the opposite now granted that's because I have a bias i'm a dude Mm -hmm. um but i feel like dudes are used to like just in my experience right and this is this might be ignorant but like we talk crap to each other all the time from kids until now like it's so like even best friends are like you're stupid you're slow you're ugly like we can say stuff like that and it's like just being boys and so um i guess that's
1: true i guess we just don't talk about it a ton like it's like we know we want to beat each other and like it, maybe that's the difference. Like maybe guys talk smack a little bit more. The girls definitely don't talk smack in CrossFit very often. It's it's very kind and it's either quiet or it's nice. There's yeah. no there's no talking smack.
0: Well, that's good. I you know at least I don't really talk much smack in CrossFit because most of the guys I train with are better and faster, so I just kind of like go <laughs> yeah, with the flow. It
1: doesn't doesn't do you any good.
0: Yeah, in other sports it was it was a little easier. But um, what do you think is your the hardest thing about being a crossfit games athlete
1: um how hard it is i mean i think that people look at our life and they're like wow they get paid to work out they get to be in the gym all day and they get sponsors and you know they're living the dream but like what they don't see is the training and it sucks and we do that every single day year round and we've been doing it for years and like they see the, they see my ring muscle-ups and they say, wow, like, look how good she got at ring muscle-ups. And like, what they didn't see was the 150 muscle-ups a week I did for months and months and months. It's like, nobody sees that stuff. And they, they know it's hard. They know we train hard. They see the videos of us training hard, but they really don't know how bad does it suck going back to the gym on Saturday afternoon by yourself when all your friends are going out to have fun. And how bad does it suck to go to bed early when your family's having a party and you wanna go and everyone's eating cake and drinking in front of you. And you just know that like, that's the lifestyle that you cannot be living if you want to be a CrossFit Games athlete. And we all talk about balance and we all say, yeah, we do those things. But at the end of the day, most of us are not doing that very often. And we are literally in the gym, eat, sleep, drink, CrossFit year round, year after year. and. I think that that is why we all get along so well is because we all understand how hard it is. And you, you know, when you're around other people like that who have put in that work and who truly understand how hard it is, it's like, you can't have nothing but respect for them. So yeah. that is by far the hardest part. And it is, you know, to the, to the outside, I will never be understood, which is okay. Um, but I think, you know, we talk about it a bunch of athletes, like, the hardest part for us is hearing comments like that oh it must be nice and we're like yeah, must yeah. Be nice. <laughs> come come train with us for a few months
0: <laughs> yeah yeah come try to you're gonna
1: keep living like this
0: <laughs> yeah i think and obviously i'm i'm very motivated um by that because i think crossfit's an underrated sport um granted it's still a, a very new sport um mm-hmm. but at the same time i mean i like being a professional in this industry and, uh, to people outside of the industry that are like, you know, Oh, what do you do, Jared? And I'm like, I work in the CrossFit industry. Um, whether I say that I'm on the agency side or, uh, whatever it is, they're like, you know, it's like, Oh, that's, um, that's nice. That's, you know, like that's a sport. And you're like, if you only knew, you know what I mean? Like it's, um, the dedication. Cause I mean, I've uh, grew up in a small town in central Florida, like a lot of the the guys that I grew up with play professional sports now. And um, I got to see the discipline, obviously it takes to make it to the MLB, the NFL and to be honest, and this isn't, I'm not saying this generally, but to be honest, like the time I've spent with professional CrossFit athletes is far more impressive uh, than the time I've spent with a lot of my other professional athlete Mm -hmm. friends, even though I love them to death. Um, They, it's, it's different. I'm not saying that it's easier or harder necessarily, but like the, to be a professional CrossFit athlete deserves uh, a lot more respect and I think the community gets it, but that's just, again, because it's a small sport. Yeah. Um,
1: Hopefully someday we'll get it there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And well, you know, sidebar, that was like my motivation for the Zalos games, but um, it's like, I think it just takes more time, but more media exposure, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like more, because at the end of the day, if people don't know about the sport, then how can they appreciate it? Um, and that comes from media exposure, which comes from brand deals and uh, more money being circulated through the sport. So you can support high quality media exposure, getting on ESPN, um, but not just for the games, but maybe even for Watapalooza, for Rogue. Like, more and more of that, where because it, Americans will watch any sport if it's live. Yeah, um, so the more we can push that out, the more they'll be like, "Holy crap, what is this?" And then you know they start following you and watching your training days and being like, "Holy crap, this is kind of this just isn't just it. people work." Yeah, they don't just yeah. get to work out for money. Like it's yeah, um, it's
1: so hard to explain when no one's heard of it. It's like yeah, you exercise against other people. It's yeah, like that. they're like oh, so like ninja warrior. I'm like no. <laughs> <laughs> so like bodybuilding or triathlons i'm like no <laughs>
0: mix it all together um so hard to
1: descri- people have no idea it's so hard to describe
0: yeah i can't imagine i mean on your end it's it's, it's the same but worse people are like what are you doing you're like i'm a professional crossfit athlete and They're like right. oh, what else do you do you know like it like,
1: sounds so dumb saying it And no, i don't care anymore i'm like i'm a professional athlete and they're like yeah i mean it sport. is what it is i'm like crossfit and they're like oh
0: <laughs> true true um it is. Weird. I mean, you probably get to find out who your fans are, though, because some are like, what? That's awesome. And then some are like, oh, that's cool.
1: Yeah. I've heard of they, it the they, you can tell they don't know what it is. And I sometimes just don't even care enough to try. So I'm just like, oh, yeah,
0: <laughs> um, what Uh, if you could, like, put anything in the games next year or, or this year, um, like, what would you like to see? And it, I'll give you an example. Like, I really loved the battleground from two years ago, three years ago.
1: You didn't do that workout. I hated that
0: workout. Did you? Well, of course, I didn't do it. Thank <laughs> you, Amanda. Um, but I've done a couple mud runs. I like,
1: like traumatizing workouts from the games. Like,
0: yeah, probably Bellner and Frazier too. They fell from the top. Um, I
1: hated that workout. I think it was just because I was like, I had no ability to use my upper body after the marathon row. Like, I just had nothing. And I felt horrible because of the marathon rope. That's why I hated the workout. But, and also, you were going to get cut from the whole weekend if you didn't get through the obstacle course. Like, that was traumatizing because yeah. I kept messing up on the like transfer station. So, I'm a little bit scarred from that. Um...
0: That's my example, though. What, like, what would be, um, and it could be, could be unique. It could be new. Like, for example, uh, uh, Jason Khalifa was talking about, What if there was some type of like mixed martial arts element, Um, Um, you know, different things like that? Obviously, that's complicated, but that's just an example. Like what, what if, you know, a ballet routine? I'm just kidding. But like, what do you think would be cool to see?
1: Honestly, I don't know. And I don't want to like, it sounds silly, but like I'm still competing. So like, I don't want to put anything out there because it's like, I just want to, take it as it, as it comes. And I try not to hope for anything like, I mean the, 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 simplest thing I can, that comes to my mind is that I'd like to see, uh, an actual swim event and not a event that is like, you know, a 10 million other things, but where it's like actually based on how well you can swim, but otherwise like, but that's my bias. So, and, and anything I think of is going to be biased so yeah I, I want it to be crossfit like i think that that is how i feel about it i think adding all the other elements as cool and flashy as it may be or we get more and more away from crossfit and i think that simple crossfit is what truly is going to be the fittest on earth so if we stick to that um i think that's how it should be
0: cool that's fair what um what was i gonna say uh so the Oh, speaking of swim, um, what do you think about this new, you know, the E. coli thing that Morning Chalk Up is talking about with the, with the lake?
1: Um, I mean, I knew about that at the games. I think there was a few people that got sick from it. Um, as a swimmer, we used to swim in Lake Erie in college when we knew there was E. coli. So I'm not, like, overly sensitive to it. But I also realized that as a swimmer, I am um, privileged in the fact that I don't swallow water very often when I'm swimming and people who are not great swimmers do. So when we would go and swim in the lake in college, we were all great swimmers and our coaches were like, you know, let's be careful. Nobody put the water in your mouth and that wasn't an issue. No one got sick from it. You put a CrossFit competition in an E. coli water and tell people not to swallow the water, like it's going to happen because they're not great swimmers. We're swimming in a group, there's frantic stuff going on. So that is a risk and whether it's right or wrong, I'm not really sure how I feel about it, but, um, yeah, that sucks. I mean, everyone goes to the games, like ready to compete and getting sick from something that's not in your control and ruining your weekend is really unfair.
0: Yeah an unusual time to put it out too i think
1: right i'm like what i thought everyone knew about this why are we talking about it now
2: <laughs>
0: yeah I, mean, I have my opinions <laughs> um so uh let's i'm gonna do like a sandwich here of like some some rapid fire and then some of the more difficult long longer winded questions uh okay. before we wrap up is that cool yep um what is your favorite cereal
1: mm, cinnamon life
0: cinnamon life what I mean, cinnamon? I just
1: said the first one that came to my mind. Cinnamon Life
0: is that like, oh, like life cereal? Okay, it's like a flavor of life. Yeah, so it's, it's like a healthy cereal.
1: No, it's not healthy.
0: It's like modern. okay.
1: My other favorite is Reese
0: Reese Puffs. There you go. I mean, you get to have whatever's your favorite, but I mean, when uh, I'm game
1: screening, I buy Reese Puffs every that's summer. So.
0: That's <laughs> yeah. Those and Captain Crunch, I think, are like the, the mm. best. They like cut uh, up
1: kind of your mouth though.
0: Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's been a long time. I'm I'm like an eggs and oatmeal guy. I so bought I never them actually... last
1: year. I bought Captain Crunch last year, cinnamon toast crunch, Reese Puffs, and Life.
0: And then you get like, yeah, it's like, like yes. all it just gets kind exactly. of exactly.
1: It's
0: been some time. Um, summer or winter?
1: Summer, hands down, hundred percent, always. <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's your favorite number? Eleven. Why?
1: I don't know. It was a volleyball number when I was younger and I just love the number now.
0: Okay. Uh, favorite cartoon show as a kid or now?
1: Oh, I mean, I loved Winnie the Pooh. Okay. I don't know about the show though. I just love the character. Old um, school. Yeah, for sure. Show? Gosh, I loved like, Hey Arnold and Doug.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what, um, if you could put anything on a big blank billboard for, you know, anyone to see, what would the billboard say?
1: Uh, you are loved.
0: That's what mine would say. Really? Yeah. <laughs> to the T. That's
1: awesome. Uh, I was going to say Jesus loves you, but I'm like, no, people don't want to see that. They just want to know they're loved. So.
0: Yeah. Uh, same, yeah. I feel kind of guilty sometimes as a Christian about right. that thought process, you but can't
1: put, you can't put Jesus on there because people won't accept it.
0: They're like, oh, um, "Yeah, they're
1: like, uh, no, he doesn't." But if yeah, you just say so you are loved, I think they'll accept it.
0: That's so good. That's so ironic at the same time. <laughs> um,
1: that means we're good Christians, right? <laughs> I hope so. Sometimes I'm questionable, maybe, but.
0: <laughs> um, so yeah, if <laughs> here's a good question. Um, if you had to choose between, this will test, this will test you. If you had to choose between, uh, it's called the, the, the trolley dilemma. Um, if you had to choose between a loved one, let's say there's two tracks Mm -hmm. and you have control of the train and the train has to go on one track or the other. And on one track, there's a loved one, but on another track, there's five strangers. Somebody has to die. Which, which way are you making the train go?
1: Um, I'd like to think that I don't have control of that. <laughs> such a I'm serious. I don't have control over that.
0: Well, you, okay, So if you do have, like you have the button.
1: And it, you can like legitimately
0: stop it. From no, like it has to go on one way or the other.
1: Mm, I mean, I don't, that's so hard because it's like.
0: All right. My, <laughs>
2: I don't
0: know. I can't do it. We we had this conversation at um Buffalo Brew. Like,
2: it depends who
1: the loved one is. Like what? <laughs> like, I'm just kidding. But like, are you gonna save five like letting five people die?
0: Yeah, it's a tough one. Um let's say a hundred. Hundred people, one loved one. What are you doing?
1: I would probably save the hundred
0: people. I I would probably do I definitely I would do the same.
1: Five um, is five would be a little bit easier to choose the loved one.
0: Yeah, you're like, who are they? Who are they? Do, yeah, do I, I mean,
1: just think about how many people die all the time, and you don't, we don't blink an eye about it. You know, that's fair. Yeah. But if you lose that loved one, you're you're gonna be blinking a lot of eyes. So,
0: yeah, it's, that's, that's, that's selfish
1: though. I mean, that's totally selfish. Like, to me, like the right answer is to save more people, no matter what. But
0: yeah, but no, I mean the you know, if we want to get into the nitty gritty of it, like the, the the one person could go on to cure cancer. Mm-hmm. and Five people could be not good people. Right. Understand. Yeah. So obviously, there's more. Um, if you have more context, it's a different question. But it's just like a simple psychology question. I feel
1: very stressed about that question. Like, I don't like questions like that.
0: <laughs> I, I knew you weren't gonna like it. But I felt obligated to ask. Um, we got to mix up the show a little bit.
1: Oh, I'm stressing now.
0: <laughs> I walked into, um, Buffalo Brew, uh, in, at CrossFit Mayhem in Cookville and they were having this conversation and, uh, it was very entertaining to, I bet. to, to say the least.
1: Say So I feel better about myself.
0: Oh, some of them are very wholesome and we're like, I would save the five. And then some are, uh, we're like, okay. <laughs> like
1: that's good like, I would That's
0: kill cool. the person myself like, <laughs> uh, or the five people or whatever. Uh, no, it was a fun, it was a fun conversation, but um, it was definitely got like, I want to say heated, like not in a bad way, but just like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Like what, how would you do that? You know?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, more hypotheticals came into play and um, some of them, their loved one was there and it was like, of course I'm going to pick my love. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, but it was a fun, it was a fun conversation. I, I enjoyed uh, the hypothetical, I, I think mean, I is- if
1: I had kids someday, like you know, like you people that have kids, like don't even hesitate with questions like that. So,
0: yeah, and that was kind of the thing. Is it, it was like some of their examples was like, if it was my dad, he would like he would he would kill all five people to save me, like mm-hmm. with, his, with his bare hands, you know, it's like, yeah. Um, and I don't know, I don't have a kid or a I'm not married, of course, I have loved ones, but mm-hmm. um, it's different when it's a spouse yeah. or a child, yes. I'm sure, yeah. Uh, so we'll we'll go back to some lighter ones. Um, pizza or tacos?
1: Oh, I hate that because they're both my favorite, but tacos win over pizza.
0: Way more practical, right? Like long term.
1: Yeah, long-term. like my two favorite foods are tacos and pizza, but tacos is one and pizzas too.
0: Same, um, and you can put anything on pizza and tacos. So really, you can have like breakfast pizza, breakfast mm-hmm. tacos.
1: That's true. Yeah.
0: Anyways. Um, If you could talk to animals or know all languages, which one would you do?
1: Know all languages.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I probably wouldn't want to understand my dog. She would talk so much. I mean,
1: it would be really cool to talk to animals, but I think practical. I'm very practical knowing all languages.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But if you're that person that just knows what like
1: that
0: animal is saying actually you know what with it's like not all the, animals, change the
1: world like you know what i mean like how are you going to change the world by talking to animals like you could really help people knowing a lot of languages
0: oh yeah for sure and you plus like with, with the way birds are you would probably be so annoyed if you just oh, hear God, birds shut up <laughs> yeah like, um, or like maybe they're funny and you're just always laughing but yeah
1: um. <laughs> i hate birds so unlikely
0: <laughs> it's fair um are you you're a reader right you like to read
1: hmm.
0: What's your what are you reading right now?
1: Um, I'm reading a Christian Bible study called The Well Watered Woman. And I'm also reading like a daily devotional. That's not uh, it's actually not a Christian devotional. It's a I forget what it's called. But one of the ladies at our gym wrote it and she's a she's a yogi. It's actually really, really incredible. So that's cool. Yeah.
0: Um, do you uh, what's what's one of your favorite books or maybe a book that you like to give out or recommend to people?
1: Um, I mean, I read Atomic Habits a couple of years ago when James Clear wrote it and I loved that book. I don't know if you read it. It's just like for a structured person like me, it's very, very relatable. Um, I re- also read a Christian book by Jeannie Allen called In Your Head or Get Out of Your Head or something like that. Great book. Those are probably t- the two that popped to my mind right now.
0: I think two people so far have in the past couple of weeks have said atomic habits Um, carried it. Carrie Pierce last week. I'm pretty sure it's a great book. Yeah, Yeah, it is. Uh, Kudos to him. He did a really great job with that book. Um, Texting or talking texting. Okay. (laughs) Um, Beach or mountains beach. (laughs) Um, If you, uh, if you had to, you know, maybe draw up a pie graph or attribute a certain percentage of your success as a CrossFit athlete, or maybe everyone in in high-level CrossFit athletics, um, how much of that would you say is hard work, and how much of that would you say is genetics?
1: Oh, That's tough. I I don't want to be lame and say 50-50 because I might for something better, but I would say... This is gonna make people mad seventy percent genetic, thirty percent hard work because you know, you could take two people of the exact same genetic makeup and work or different genetic makeups and the exact same work ethic and effort and dedication. And there's gonna be lots of people who are never gonna make it.
0: yeah, I think that's fair. It's always interesting getting people's feedback. but with you being you know a PT and having an understanding of some people just aren't built to last that way. <laughs> like-
1: yeah I just like I firmly believe like, just because you work hard doesn't mean you're going to make the crossfit games like and that is i think sometimes a fallacy that's put out there
0: sure just, i mean if you're preconditioned to you know back injury or if your genetic makeup is like a long torso and short yeah it's just area. certain things that,
1: like sometimes you just see people and you're like you know they're working so hard but they're never going to get there yeah and that that sucks but that is the reality
0: Last but not least, um, and thank you for for taking the time. I, I, this might have gone a little longer, but it's been fun. Um, how do you want people to remember you?
1: Um, I just want to be remembered as being kind and loving to other people. Like I think that we're all here to make an impact on other people, and I hope that I'm doing that in some fashion.
0: I'm sure you are. I think you are.
1: <laughs>
0: thank hey, you, <laughs> Amanda, Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for making the time. I know we uh, you've been traveling and everything else. So um, I appreciate it. I hope that you feel better. And I hope you have a great rest of your rest day. Thanks again Thanks. for coming on.
1: Thanks for talking to me.
0: Absolutely.